Hey, what's up you guys? My name is Chris, and welcome to the Stavson 3D Podcast. This podcast is going to be fairly open form. The purpose of it is basically just to kind of share some of my thoughts and experiences as I go along with the exciting adventure of setting up a home business. Um, in advance, I'd like to apologize for any background noise. I am recording this while driving, um, so so I apologize for any any surround sound that may come through. Uh, but yeah, so so I'm trying to just kind of share what uh, yeah my my thoughts and experiences as I build up a business. Um, the business that I am trying to create is around architectural visualization. I have been playing around with the 3D program Blender for about a decade now and have been trying to use that knowledge that I've gained so far to, to build a business. Uh, for a while, I was trying to create uh, some, some sort of job at a company that I was working at. I, I used to work at this manufacturing company and I was trying to create a position there having to do with 3D but eventually I realized that I wasn't going to be able to do architecture specifically so much, uh, which I probably would have enjoyed some other 3D stuff as well, like, like uh, uh, product design and uh, those sorts of things, maybe even some instructional video kind of animations. But the part of 3D that has really spoken to me the most has been architecture. And so I decided it was time to uh, to leave that company and try to set out on my own. And so far, you know, it's been pretty pretty slow going. Uh, that was about uh, it was a little over a year ago that I left that company to set up my own business. And I've only gotten a few projects so far. Uh, I've I've been doing some some other work on the side, uh, but for my business, uh, it's only been a few projects. The first one was a virtual tour of a dentistry, actually, of all places, uh, which isn't really what I'm trying to set up my business around, but it is something that I've learned kind of on the side, how to how to just take a camera, take a few shots, stitch those shots together um, to make a to make a virtual tour, and um, so so that was that was the first job that. I did specifically for for my business. Um, then the same guy that hired me for that virtual tour, he is a website developer, and he uh, so he was speaking to someone else who hired him to develop their website uh, to kind of help them with some rebranding. And this guy was a general contractor, and so. The website developer told them all about me and told them that, yeah, this guy does really, really neat architectural visualization projects. And so he set up a meeting between the two of us where we, where I was able to sit down with him and kind of show him this is, uh, this is what I'm able to do. And about two weeks later, I want to say, is when we started our first project. And uh, pretty exciting. Uh, that project, that first project, it was a two-story house uh, with, I want to say, three bedrooms. Uh, yeah, a three-bed, two-bath with an extra little bonus room 
over the garage. Uh, so kind of kind of simple project, um, but uh, that project is now we we designed it in probably about two months, um, and then that project is now built and about to hit the market. So. You know, it, it's always really exciting when your first project gets finalized, uh, and and now the next stage. You know that that project is, is not only like the the digital design is not only finalized, but now even the physical thing it it really exists, and that's kind of what has drawn me to three D anyway. Is the the fact that you're able to take something that doesn't exist. And make it exist. And 3D is a, a really simple and easy way to, to do something like that. Um, I also play around with uh, 3D printing a fair amount, and also a bunch of other kind of side projects. Uh, I've been trying to get into like aluminum casting and that kind of thing. Because again, I like like that being able to create something that uh, is new. I think is is really cool and really exciting. So. Anyway, that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm trying to create with my architecture business. Uh, since then, I have had two other architectural visualization projects. Um, the, the first one that I mentioned, that one was basically, it, it was a spec home for the contractor. So um, the contractor bought some land and built a house on his own dime and then is selling it. And uh, the other two were customized houses, so somebody hired the contractor to build their house, and those were also really exciting um, because the contractor and I we would sit down together and we'd go over some different designs, and he would let me know this is kind of what they've what they've been talking to me about already, and so with that we built a couple of designs and then took it to them and showed them all right so so this is what you've been you know talking about this is what we've come up with so far and what do you think and it was it was really neat to see that kind of back and forth where you know some of the things that we came up with they really liked other things they did not uh, and uh, to be able to kind of manipulate things on the fly and show them with a 3d model uh, like, like if they wanted to I don't know, make the windows a foot taller or something to be able to right there in person make those alterations was something that they, I don't think, were expecting. And even the contractor, uh, that, that was that was one of the big selling points for him was that I'd be able to, to do all of that stuff quickly enough to where it makes sense to do it in person with the, uh, with the clients. Um, so anyway, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, so, so over the last year, you know, I, I, I've, I've been learning Blender a lot. And then over the last year, I've definitely learned a lot of new things specifically around architecture, uh, including um, both technological skills as far as, you know, the program is concerned. And uh, but, but also as far as uh, building techniques and... Uh, building codes and that kind of thing. I, I started getting into a little bit of drafting as well uh, and learning, you know, what, what all goes into that side of the building process. Uh, so that's been really exciting. 
but the biggest thing I would have to say over the last year has been much more of kind of a, a mental shift uh, because, you know, for a long time, I, I kind of subscribed to the typical um, uh, typical mindset of get a stable job and, you know, just go in day in, day out and try not to try not to hate your work sort of thing. A uh, um, little bit more optimistic than that. Um, like, like, you know, you, you want to enjoy what you do. You want to enjoy your job. But I wasn't really expecting a whole lot from that. Um, now, though, my experience so far uh, with, with just these few projects has been so much better than I ever could have dreamed. You know, like... like just being in control of what you're doing, uh, you, you know, of course you need to work with your, with your client and all the rest, but, but there's so much that you're able to take complete ownership of. And like, like for instance, when I was at the manufacturing company, there was this one report that I wanted to put together that, uh, it, it was going to take me an hour to make. And then it was going to save me personally four hours a day in, in work. Uh, and it was something that probably another 30 people could have easily used. Um, and so I, I took it to my superior who, uh, who denied it, saying that we don't have time for that, even though we didn't even have enough work that day to keep us busy, uh, which is silly, and, and I'm not going to go into all of that, but uh, it, it's one of those little things where, like, I mean, really, like, 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 I mean, one hour, and you're not gonna let me do this. Like, I'll do this on my free time, which is ultimately what I did. Is I, uh, I just skipped lunch in order to make this report, and because I knew that it was a valuable thing. Like, you don't even have to pay me. I just know that this is gonna, you know, help with my job. Uh, and so, uh, things like that when you're when you're working by yourself, when you're when you're in charge of your own business you're able to make all of those calls. You know, anything that you think is going to make your life easier, make your life, uh, make, make your work more effective, all of those kinds of things, you can just make that call. Uh, so for instance, another, uh, another thing that I've done in my home business is I had to go through all of my files and reorganize my entire uh, library of you know, assets. And that's one of those things where I, I mean, if, if, uh, if creating this report, if that got shot down, I mean, imagine just reorganizing an entire library of assets. Uh, that would have taken a long time to, you know, convince someone that this is a valuable thing. And it probably, you probably would have been able to just reorganize it in the time that it took to convince someone of, of how valuable it is. Um, so, so that, that's one of the things that I, I think is, is really excited about all of this. Plus just knowing that, that it's 100% yours, knowing that everything that you put into this business is coming back to you and knowing that, uh, you can just take it wherever, wherever you want is tremendously exciting and I, I'm really excited to see where all of this leads where uh, where it ends up going because I think that there's 
a lot of value that I'm able to provide um, because, you know, like, like a, for a contractor to sit down with a client, um, the contractor and client, they'll, they'll be talking about, you know, the, the design, they'll be making some sketches, uh, probably on like some graph paper or something and start talking about what, uh, what it's going to look like. They're going to look at different pictures on Pinterest, let's say, or in magazines and say, you know, I really like this wood paneling. I really like this, I don't know, sconce on the wall. Uh, I, I really like these different elements and I want you to incorporate them, but it's kind of hard to imagine what all of that is going to look like together. And, uh, they, they might, as they're talking, they might think that they're talking about the same thing, that they have the same vision and having me there, that's just going to make sure that they're that much more in sync. Uh, furthermore, because, uh, because we frequently kind of take these different bits and pieces from all over the place and put them together, we don't always know how those are going to look together. And so even for the client that is asking for this house to be built, even for them, it might be kind of difficult to really know what your vision is. You know, it's kind of like when you're in grade school or even high school and someone says, what do you want to be when you grow up? And yeah, maybe you've got some ideas. Uh, there, there are some people that from a very early age know exactly what it is that they want, what that's going to look like. But for a lot of us, it's kind of more ethereal. It's a little bit more hazy. And uh, e even for me, when, when I left the manufacturing company in order to start my home business, there was a lot of that where I, I knew that I wanted to do something in 3D. I didn't really, I, and I knew that I really liked architecture, but I didn't know what value I would be able to provide. So I thought, I mean, maybe it'll end up being more like virtual tours where I might be able to do a little bit of architectural visualization for people, but I might end up doing more like camera virtual tours and, and that kind of thing of businesses that already exist, which would be fun, but not really what uh, intrigued me as much. I also thought about doing things like, like, uh, uh product, um, displays and, and that kind of thing in 3d. Uh, again, not, not something super exciting, but, um, but if it, you know, pays the bills and stuff, then I, I would accept those kinds of jobs too. Um, but now, uh, I, now that I've kind of done a couple of these jobs, I realize just how much value there is, uh, especially now that I am also trying to get into drafting. Um, the drafting side of it, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, drafting is where you take the, basically you create the, the 2D plans and you uh, um, add in all the, all the little things like this is how we're going to build the foundation wall, this is how we're, like we're going to put X number of vents into the, um, into the foundation. Uh, this is where the smoke alarms are going to be. All, all these little details that need to go into a house in order to keep it up to code. Uh, that, that's, that's what drafting is, essentially. And um, it's a lot of kind of technical stuff that a lot of people would probably find kind of boring. But what I like about it is that it's, it's 
it's very contrasting to the visualization side of it. it it's kind of like in 3D, you know, there's the, there's the uh, basic modeling and then there's the texturing and the lighting and creating the environment and, and that sort of thing. And so the, the modeling tends to be very technical and very analytical where you look at this object and you say, okay, if I create this curve, if I create this angle and this is, you know, I don't know, this is six feet high, this is eight feet high, this is whatever. Um, and then you just plug in all of those numbers and, and it, it, uh, it kind of satisfies that analytical side of your mind uh, versus the visual, like the texturing and light and that kind of stuff is more the artistic side of your mind. And the drafting is also more the technical side again. And so it's, it's kind of neat to be working on the visualization for a little while, which includes some technical, but is mostly the visual. And then to uh, once you've got something that looks really nice to then go over back over to the technical side and say, all right, so now that we've designed all of this, here is your layout this is what everything um, is going to Here's all of the documentation that you're going to need in order to take this to the city. And you just kind of go through a checklist and, uh, you know, all the different things that, that you don't really know about, like, like smoke alarms, for instance. Like, where, where are you supposed to put your smoke alarms? And then you just look that up in in the universal building codes in order to kind of figure out, all right, so these are these are the rules for smoke alarms. And then you just satisfy all of those rules um, in in the layout. So it, it's, it's a really exciting and, and kind of fun sort of thing to learn and, uh, and provides, again, a, a ton of value because for every building that gets built, there is the, the, the visualization is nice and it makes things uh, seem a little bit more real for the client, for the ultimate client that's, that's uh, commissioning the house to like, like they'll be able to see in photorealism, this is what my house is going to look like and that's so cool. And so it helps as a marketing tool, but the drafting, that's something that every building needs. Uh, before you start pouring the foundation, you need to get the building approved. And so basically what I'm able to provide is that, uh, that necessary part and then also add on to that the, um, the, the, this extra visualization component. And so, so that's all really exciting. Um, one of the things that uh, has influenced this shift in my mind over the last year is I've been listening to a lot of motivational speakers. There's a channel on YouTube called Motiversity and another one called Motivation Hub. And both of them have a lot of really great advice from a lot of uh, very influential speakers about how to, um, it, it's kind of neat because it's a, it's a good balance between the kind of, kind of theoretical, uh, not even theoretical, like, like a kind of touchy feely almost like, like you can do anything kind of, kind of motivation. Uh, th there's a lot of that, but then there's also a lot of very practical stuff, you know, things like 
Like if you've got something to do, don't put it on a to-do list because a to-do list is where good ideas go to die. Put it on a calendar. Say, you know, I, I need to do this thing and this is when I'm going to do it. And if you work from a calendar, you're going to be so much more effective than if you work from a to-do list. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's got a lot of kind of kind of both of those um, where, where it's got the... Uh, it, it is very encouraging as far as like, if you really want something, you have to go for it. Like, like I mean, it might be more work. And honestly, where, where I'm at right now, there's definitely a lot more work than there is reward. And I know that. Um, but I also know that it could lead to uh, so much more reward than if I were to have, you know, your, your stable career. Um, I think that one of the things that we fall into, one of the traps we fall into is playing it safe. Uh, and that's, that's, that's all of us in so many different ways. And not to say that playing it safe is bad, but you have to kind of, I don't know, assess the entire situation, I think, as far as, like, if you play it safe, then yes, maybe you'll never worry about where your next meal is coming from. But at the same time, when you get to the end of your life, you know, you're, you're, you're going to look back and think, I mean, I never even tried. Like, I never even took the chance. Um, and honestly, a lot, of, a lot of us, you don't have to, like, quit your job in order to go after what you want. You, you can try a lot of this stuff while still having your safe job. You know, uh, one of the motivational speakers that I listen to a lot, his name is Gary Vaynerchuk, and uh, he's got a couple of books that he came out with. One is Crush It, the other is Crushing It, uh, and he also has a ton of talks and stuff on YouTube that you can find. But one of the things that he talks about is that the average person can not just survive, but thrive on uh, about six hours of sleep a night. Uh, that means that you've got 18 hours a day, and let's say you have you know a, a typical job that's maybe nine hours, um, then you've got a nice solid little commute, and you've got a family, so that's a couple of hours. Typically, you'll still end up with about five hours every day that you'll be able to find if you're looking for it. And so what are you doing with those five hours? Um, and, you know, frequently we're relaxing with those five hours. We're, uh, we're taking a break because we've already worked for 11 hours. And, like, that, that's fine. It's fine if you want to do that. But what if you put in one hour a day? That means that in a year, you've put in 365 hours into something that you're really passionate about. And maybe by that point, you're making, you know, a, a quarter or even half of the same amount of money that you're making from your stable nine to five, uh, nine to five job. And that, you know, you put in another year and now you're making as much in your side hustle as you are uh, during your regular, regular job. Um, and, and maybe not, maybe it's going to take more work, but, but it's one of those things where even if it doesn't ever 
really take off, uh, depending on what the, what the business is, even if it never took off, you would at least know that you tried. And that's kind of where I'm at here too, is that, you know, if this business completely fails, if it never takes off, if I, if I only ever get like a couple of side, uh, side jobs to work on and that's it, I'm never able to really fully make a living off of, off of this architectural visualization, at least I'll know that I really did give it my all, that I didn't hold back, that I, uh, that I tried. Um, and that to me is so exciting and so fulfilling. Um, and so I, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really giving it everything that I have. And that, that's, that's part of why I wanted to make this podcast as well, because I think that there are a lot of us that struggle with taking that step. Not because we're afraid of failure, but actually because we're afraid of success in a lot of ways. Uh, and I know that that's kind of a cheesy tagline, but I think that that really is sort of the case. I like, what if, what if you succeed a little bit? What if you get one job? Um, then you're going to be faced with this struggle, this internal struggle of, well, now do I go all in? Do I have to, do I need to follow this through? As opposed to if you never ask, then then you can always say, you can always blame something else, someone else. But if, if you get a little bit of success, now it's on you. Now you know that you have what it takes. And if your business fails, it's because you failed. And so it, it's, it's very scary, but also that you know, that radical accountability is so helpful as far as taking ownership of not just your business, but really your life. Um, another thing that I've picked up from some of these motivational videos, motivational talks is that, uh, um, wherever you are in life, is because of decisions that you've made. Not necessarily that it's your fault in, in the sense that like, like when you made this decision, you knew full well what was gonna happen. Maybe you didn't, maybe you decided to be with this person and that person uh, really hurt you. And so it's their fault, but it was your decision to be with that person in the first place. Or maybe you decided to go to this college instead of that college and while you were at this college, you fell in with a bad group of people that wouldn't have been at that other college. Um, and it's, it's their fault that they dragged you down or whatever. But, but you chose to go there. And so wherever we are, it's because of decisions that we've made. And that kind of ties back into what Gary Vaynerchuk was saying as far as, uh, you know, you've got so much time in the day and it's so easy for us to say that we don't have time and if we don't have time that gives us an excuse to say that well that's why i'm not a huge success that's why i haven't you know made a big yet that's why i'm not pursuing my passions because i mean who has time to you know go back to school who has time to um you know to work on this side hustle who has time to put in you know two hours every day on this thing that i'm passionate about I've got all these other responsibilities. But the truth is that you do have time. You do have that time. And 
if you take advantage of it, then you can get yourself out of this situation. And so again, that, that radical accountability can, can sometimes be that fire that sort of jumpstarts this change in your life. And that's kind of what I had to do uh, in order to start this path. Because um, I knew that as long as I stayed at that manufacturing company, I wouldn't be able to fully, fully engage in my business. I, I would get too consumed in what I was doing because I just kind of naturally, I, I, I do give a lot of value. I, I put in a lot of time into whatever it is that I'm doing. And so just mentally, I knew that I would never be able to just meet the minimum at my job. I would always be working extra hard. I, I was always going to be the, the one that, you know, skips lunches, skips breaks, does work from home, that sort of thing. And I, I wouldn't be able to pull back from that unless I just altogether left. And I, I still haven't finished my bachelor's degree. And so, so that kind of served as a, uh, an opportunity as well, where I was able to say, you know what, I'm going to just leave this job. I'll find another, you know, part-time job and uh, finish my finish up my degree, which I'm getting pretty close with that now. Um, I'll finish up my degree and focus on my home business. And uh, so, so that that shift, that that you know, just stepping away was what I needed, but a lot of people might be able to accomplish the same thing while still maintaining their full-time job. Um, that, that's actually how I learned so much of what I know about Blender was basically with that mentality where I would, I had a full-time job and then I would go home and I would learn Blender. I would engage in what was a hobby at the time with the knowledge that one day this hobby might become my livelihood. And I, I, I'm going to find a way to make this hobby my livelihood because I love it so much. Um, and so, so that, that might be the approach that, that you end up taking is, is with uh, you know, just putting in a couple of hours uh, a day while still maintaining your full-time job until eventually you're able to make that same, that same break you're able to say, you know, I mean, I, I've run the numbers and I think that uh, if I quit this job, then it might be a little bit of a step back, but it'll be, I'll, I'll be able to engage in something that I really love. And, and that's another thing that I think is really interesting as far as like, we don't want to take that step back. Uh, and um, even if taking that step back financially means fulfillment in your own life. And that's, that's another thing that we need to, we can't downplay, you know, we, we've got kind of this mentality as a culture that, yeah, work sucks. That's, that's just part of life. You get a job that you don't like and that pays for your bills and that allows you to have a nice barbecue on the weekend. And that's just kind of how life goes. And then one day you retire and then you can enjoy, you know, the rest of your life. But I mean, when, when you look at the, uh, like the rest of your life from retirement, that's not a whole lot of time. Um, as opposed to what if when you're 25, you start with what you really love? What if when you're 35, what if when you're 45, 
you start really engaging with what you love and maybe you have to take a, a little bit of a hit in your finances or or a, a little bit of a setback but the rest of your life from you know 25 35 45 is spent doing something that makes you happy all the time and makes you excited all the time where you never have this feeling of oh man it's monday again because you don't even really notice that it's monday you just always think today's another day today's another opportunity to further my business to get more done and uh and and by the way i'm not suggesting a like a, an unhealthy work-life balance um where, where you're just so wrapped up in your work because i i think that that's you know that that is a temptation for a lot of people to get too focused on their on their work, but at the same time, like like you shouldn't really have this work life balance. Like like it should just be life, um, and part of your life should be doing something that you really love, that you're really passionate about. If, if your hobby is your job, um, depending on the situation, you you might end up hating that hobby because you know now it's work. Or you might just love your work. You might just truly enjoy like, like every hour that you spend doing what it is that, um, that you're doing. You, you might just uh, really love it. It might be a hobby 24-7. Um, and in a lot of ways, that's, uh, to me, kind of the goal. And that's what I've experienced with the couple of architectural visualization jobs that I've gotten. And that's why I don't mind the fact that I'm currently only getting paid probably two bucks an hour. Uh, and that's something that my, uh, the, the contractor that's hired me for these couple of jobs, he's, he's also remarked on that, that, you know, I've given him so much more work, so much more value than he's paying me for. And I have no problem with that. You know, like um, at, at a, a normal job, you're worried about how much money am I getting for the work that I'm putting in. But here it's just, you know, like if I'm able to get enough, if I'm able to provide enough value to where um, my name will be spread, where, where he'll tell other people about me, then to me that is worth more than the extra money at this point. Um, I, I want to make sure that my business continues to grow and expand and eventually I, I will need to start raising my prices and that sort of thing and uh, getting certified in, in drafting that's going to help with that a lot um, but uh, in the meantime like, like I, I love what I do I, I love to sit down and work on the visualization and meet up with him and go over different ideas um, and, and then take that home and implement the things that we've talked about. I, I love that whole process. And ultimately, that's, that's the, the most exciting thing about setting up this business is that I am trying to make a job around something that I love to do. Um, anyway, so I, uh, um, I'm going to try to make kind of regular episodes like this. Uh, as you can see, again, this, this is a pretty, pretty free form type podcast where I'm just going <coughs> to, excuse me, I'm just going to be 
talking about, you know, whatever kind of comes to mind. And um, some of it is going to be the details of a business. Some of it is going to be like this uh, kind of theoretical stuff, what's going on in my mind. Um, and uh, so, again, hopefully this helps some of you. Uh, because I am so new to this, I, 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 although I hope to inspire some people and help some people with, with this content, also take everything that I say with a grain of salt. Um, you know, like, like ultimately you guys need to do your own research and find out what works for you and, um, make, make those calls and decisions on your own. Um, but, but I do hope that partly because I have so little experience in this, I hope that it will be inspiring to some people to know that uh, even someone that doesn't have a business degree can go and, you know, start a business. Uh, even someone that does not have a ton of extra funds can uh, find a way to invest in themselves. And even someone who doesn't have a lot of uh, special skills can develop a business around what skills they do have. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I again, I, I hope that you enjoyed this content. Um, and uh, if you do, please share it with others. And I will see you in the next episode. All right. Goodbye, you guys.